We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everybody, welcome to Gaming Golf. We are in uh, post uh, PGA tournament mode after uh, young Phil Mickelson won. Uh, old Tom Morris uh, wasn't available, so young Phil Mickelson instead won. Uh, this is where we started last year after the shutdown, guys. Uh, so at, at Colonial this week uh, for the Schwab, I'm excited about this. Uh, it, you know, we're back to more golf. And, you know, actually, I'm excited to just kind of get back on it just because I didn't do that well last week in the PGA co- uh, tournament. So kind of want to, uh, re- you know, re- unsully my name, if you will. Well, I don't be too hard on yourself. I mean, to be fair, no one had Phil Mickelson. If anybody had Phil Mickelson, the story goes away. You know, if everybody was sort of on to, you know, his chances, then what fun is it for that out of nowhere victory? So uh, I think we get a free pass for last week. No one had it. It was just a, you know, a lightning bolt of, uh, of an event and one that's going to for sure live in history. Yeah, when when a guy wins at two sixty five to one, like on Sunday afternoon, I think you just enjoy it rather than worrying about where you are in the betting or, or DFS. But it was uh, it was fun. It was crazy. You know, we got and we had Ricky Fowler climbing to the top ten, almost finished a t- with a T three. Like there was a he was like two hundred something to one too. It was a it was a wild week. It was a fun week, but uh, just that uh, seeing Phil down the stretch. I'm never, I'm not the biggest Phil fan, but uh, you know, anytime you get someone fifty years old and win a major, it was it was a lot of fun. I was rooting hard for him. Yeah, for sure. And I wasn't rooting hard for him because I have Louie in our league. And I want to try to salvage the league. I was trying to salvage the league at least by winning the PGA, but alas, it wasn't meant to be. Louis just couldn't putt, unfortunately. Uh, there's there like on Saturday he missed two really bad putt, two really bad yeah. missed putts, and that cost him dearly. Uh, but so goes. Uh, but it's a great story. Brooks being in the, another major is a great story too. I mean, he can't stay healthy. He dinged his knee on that walk to 18, and that might be a problem going forward, it sounds stop, like. but Stop. He's such a crybaby. Just stop, <laughs> Brooks. <laughs> 
Come on, you're like this one big walking muscle, and you're saying that some dude ding you like just stop. Come on. He's such a whiner. That I gotta say, the Brooks Kepka brand, it took <laughs> a little bit of a hit, you know. You, you got a little bit of a trend going now. Kepka keeps playing himself in contention at these majors, which is great, but uh, he was he was terrible like the first twelve holes. Like he was, re- and that the story was filled. But I mean, the big story to me was that Brooks went fully backwards the first like twelve thirteen holes. Yep. Yeah, you would, you would have thought he'd just put pressure on Phil all day, yeah. other than maybe the first hole. You know, just yeah. kind of just he just seemed out of sorts all day. Although I was gonna say Brooks has had just a really bad year for his reputation, but I feel like he's he brought some of it back with the Bryson team. <laughs> Uh, so he's he's climbing again, at least in that uh, what do they call it? The player uh, social media rankings, you know, for that eight million dollar bonus, you got to get that. Yeah, that's right. That one out there and keep firing it. All, all of a sudden, Brooks could uh, he, and Bryson both could cash in pretty big on that that viral video. So what happened there? Uh, I I just know like I saw it, but did Bryson say something? I couldn't hear yeah. it in that part. What did Bryson say? Apparently, they amplified the video, and Bryson Bryson said something about starting his putt out on the right line because Brooks was saying that he couldn't he couldn't read the putts because the wind. And apparently, Bryson said under his breath something to the effect of, "You know, you should you need to start it on the right line." Oh and that's wow, what I missed that part. That's yeah. Wild. There's a there's a video today where like has like the the audio amplified. And you kind of hear it. And they have words on there, what they're saying. And it sounds like some, Bryson just like a muttered something as he walked by about uh, something about his putting. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, we need a little hate, hate rivalry in golf. I, if, I think uh, it's actually good. If Steve Stricker has any sense of humor, those guys go off together on the first, uh, right? the first Thursday of the Ryder or the first Friday of the Ryder Cup uh, in four balls or foursomes. Like those guys got to be paired up. It'd just be awesome TV. I, I'll see the USGA have a little sense of humor and put them together. Uh, it'd be, it'd be beautiful. Got an easy built-in excuse, you know, your recent past winners. Put them all in a group. Uh, yeah. Be, be great. Um, well, and speaking of big hitters, I thought it was noteworthy that Phil was out driving Brooks. You know, <laughs> and anybody, really, for that matter, on yeah. the course, which is just remarkable for a 50-year-old. That drive he hit on 16, it was 366, just utterly. So the guy's 50 years old, just absolutely jacking bombs out there. It was great. Yeah. So he's playing this week. He's keeping his commitment. I thought for sure it'd be like, you know, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm exhausted. I, I, I don't think I expect much out of him this week. But then again, I expected nothing out of him last week. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't expect anything out of him this week. He's said himself that, you know, high pressure rounds take more out of him than they ever have. And I uh, just from a betting standpoint, fantasy lineup standpoint, I am squarely out on Phil this week. But. Isn't that it's sort of his mo, right? I, no, no, no more so than last week, where he just when you think he's out, that's when he's in. When you think he's in, that's when he's out. So I, I don't know, but I, I would just I'm going to stay away from uh, Phil and fantasy lineups this week, but still enjoy you know the history that took place last weekend. Yeah, uh, that 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 yeah, I, I, that's the way I feel too. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just, the, the interesting thing to me is that he doesn't talk about how the physical part's hard. He talks about how the mental part is really hard for him right now. And coming off a win, um, that just has to make it even harder right now. There's uh, He's 8,500 on DraftKings. He's 70 to 1 betting. Like, uh, I'd be more willing to bet on him, but you just can't. I can't bet him back to back. I can't pay him 8,500. I'm, I'm like, like Jeff said, I'm going to enjoy the story and, uh, and stay far away this week. All right, so let's move on to this the, the, the tournament itself. Talking about the course first, uh, we're playing at the Colonial. Uh, the Charles Schwab uh, challenge. Uh, hey, is it another course where ball striking makes a difference? Is this what we're going to go with? <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure as we go along with this with this podcast, we're going to find a golf course where you can hit the ball poorly and still win. 
Uh, but there's definitely courses where it seems like the statistical profile lines up for guys. I don't think it's so much that it maximizes ball striking, but there's just there's courses that you can get away more with being inaccurate or maybe even being, uh, you know, an, an average to below average putter, you know, size of greens, for example, or unfamiliarity. But this this sets up to be another ball striker track on paper. And I have a feeling we're going to start mentioning some of the same players we've been talking about for a month or so. But uh, I mean, we've got a trend. We might as well ride it until uh, until the wheels come off. And, but I think the key thing here is it's not a bomber's course. Like we talk about ball string, we also talk about distance. I think this is a course, you know, 7,200 yards that, you know, historically you don't need to bomb the ball. And if you do, you better be accurate because there's a lot of trees. The rough's pretty tough. Um, so I think it's uh, it's, a, it's a week where off the tee, you know, accuracy is way more important than distance. And we don't have a lot of tournaments like that. You know, so, it's so much bomb and gouge that um, I think that uh, we talk about ball strike and all that, but I think it's a little bit of a different field this week. Just I think that uh, you don't need to focus quite as much on the bombers as we do maybe normally. Yeah, and that that's that's a good sign. Daniel Berger won last year, uh, and you know, it, and Morikawa's strong in this course too. Uh, it's this is a good track for both of those guys, for sure. I mean, and and Morikawa especially. I mean, I suppose we'll get into our picks or our lineups this week. To me, he was the immediate. You know, circle that name as just someone who is only held back really by uh, his putting. Uh, he he will win as much or go as far as that putter can take him. It's just everything else in his game just clicks so perfectly. I believe he's leading the tour now it's in T to green. Uh, so it, and I think stroke gain, stroke, strokes gains are approaches if he's not leading, he's in top five. So just he's got the profile you want. He just it's all about putting for him. Uh, Colonial's greens are small-ish on tour, and he's got the track record. I mean, he's lost the playoff last year, so. To me, it starts with him this week. I mean, Speed would be a great story. As it, Speed hasn't finished outside the top ten yet in Texas this year. He's got a win in, in a couple other top ten, so uh, he looks like a strong play. But I, I just feel like to build a, a DFS lineup, uh, you get a little lower price with Morikawa, and, and that's where I started started my foundation for that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm not going to be very fun here because there's there's five names over ten thousand, and and Speed and Morikawa are easily my two favorite. I I think that. Uh, I'm a strong feel that one of those guys wins this week. And you mentioned Morikawa. I mean, you said that you think he's number one. He's number one in tee to green, ball striking, and approach the last 36 rounds. Number one in tee to green and ball striking, or and approach in the last 50 rounds. You're right. I mean, as long as he wins the tournament last week, he puts it all. Like he lost 2.3 strokes putting last week. And he was, he was the best ball striker out there. He just like, it comes down to it. He's lost strokes putting in four or five tournaments. And that's just killing him right now. But he's just so good. Everything else that he can make up for it, but uh, he puts average and he, and he wins a tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's not much way around that. So there's five guys in the 10,000 at five figures. Spieth is the more expensive than Justin Thomas. Is that something you would have bet on at the beginning of the year? Uh, 11, two versus 11 straight up. Thomas missed the cut last week. Uh, looked out of sorts. Morikawa's at 10, five Reed at 10, three and Berger at 10,000. Uh, I, I would just speak Morikawa that if you're going to start building lineups, that those are the two, I think uh, Thomas, I mean, hey, beware the angry golfer. I mean, JT off a miscut. Uh, certainly, you know, he can get hot and he's a guy that could win this thing by five. You never know if it just clicks back for him. Uh, but I, I need more cop start there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you look, you look at the names, and I think the guy that will get lost a bit in here, you know, ownership-wise, is going to be Patrick Reed. I think the Burger won last year. Everybody loves Morikawa and Spieth. Uh, Justin Thomas, obviously Justin Thomas. So you wonder if uh, if you wanted to play a little game theory here, I have to think Reed's the lowest owned. And he's just, he's just, a, he's just a weird player. Like last week, he was awesome around the green. He was awesome tee green, but he was, he was bad off the tee. He lost 2.2 shots and fi- still finished 17th. He was actually the best golfer on the weekend. He had the lowest score. If you look at Saturday, Sunday, he had the lowest overall score between those two rounds. So playing really well. If you want to be a little different, it's a, it's risky to go away from Morikawa just because the, the dude is so awesome. But if you want to be a little risky and get lower percentage and start your lineup uh, a little different, I think Reed is the top guy as a way to make yourself a little different from the rest of the field. And a guy that can – he won at Farmers. He won in uh, he won in January. Played really well last week. Was sixth at Wells Fargo uh, two weeks before that. Um, he's the guy right here. If you want to be a little different, I think he's, he's a really good play. Yeah, I, and I like starting with at least one golfer in this tier because it's a uh, the field's only 121 golfers, and one of those is Keith Clearwater with a special exemption. You know, you know, I, I think you start with the guy in the in this five figure range, and you can still build a lineup that could get you six six guys to get through. I think we can find some cheap guys this week, and I you know because there's fewer people are going to miss the cut. Yeah, I had. To, I'm, I'm interested to hear you guys who you like. Guys like in the sevens when we get there. I like some guys in the six, but I found the sevens a little tougher. There are some names, but uh, they're not quite the sure things that we we saw last week in a major. It's always you know, it's always a little jarring when you go from major to regular tournament. We got a lot of guys right. up top though, which is interesting. There's there's a lot of big names. I, I was surprised how good this field is. We talked about that earlier, you know, with the with the major major coming off it. But there's a lot of good names after a uh, top of nine thousand. But then it's it, it's tough to get the sevens because. It's just hard to win in a week where there's so many good names, uh, and you want right. guys in the sevens that can compete or get a top ten or top fifteen. Uh, this week's gonna be tough to win, especially betting wise. Like it's harder to find deeper odds just because there are there's eight guys in this field that are that are under twenty to one right now, and you rarely see that in a non-major field. That's pretty crazy, and I think it, last year this is how they re, this is the restart, and they had a really good experience. Yeah. They were treated well here. I, I think there might be some loyalty to this tournament here. Let's let's hit these nines. Uh, Zalatoris is ninety nine. Answer ninety seven. That gone are the days where we can get Abe answer cheap, guys. Uh, Tony Fino, 96. Scotty Scheffler, 95. Corey Connors, 94. Gone are the days we can get Corey Connors cheaply, at least in a non-majors. Uh, Joaquin Neiman's at 93. Woodland, 92. Sun JM at 91. And Kokrak at 9,000. Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. What jumps off at you? Uh, jumps off just how great that tier is. I mean, yeah. really, you know – it's hard to go and you touched on it. It's nice to always build with one guy in the five figures, but man, I mean, if you could take two of the two off that tier, that also seems like a pretty good strategy. I think we'll get to the, the straight ticket bets later, but all those guys are hovering around 20, 25, 30 to one odds this week. Very tempting to drop a few <laughs> units of whatever it is you're betting with uh, in that tier. Will Zalatoris, I mean, all right, I was, I was kind of, I was slow to come around on Zalatoris, and I, I would like to announce that I have, I've been converted now when you have three top tens in your first three major championships. Of your yeah. I am no longer fading uh, Zalatoris. Uh, there's something I, you know, he's built like a three iron, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. This guy's ready to be just a major championship killer, but he is. At this point, it's just time to win an event, and you know, the way he's playing, there's no reason why it couldn't come this week. He also fits the profile of a, of a player that would have a lot of success. Obviously, our, our you know, affection for Abe Answer is well-documented. We're back to Texas. He's a San Antonio native. I always, I don't know what it is. I just like picking Texans to do well in Texas. And there's another one there. And ditto Scotty Scheffler, another guy who, 
very quietly TA at, at uh, the PGA last week, very quietly playing well, hasn't gotten as much uh, uh, airtime on our show, but he's another guy who just fits that profile. But like it's, it's time to Got no airtime on, on CBS either, for that matter. Uh, I'm still waiting to see a shot by him over the weekend. <laughs> no, so so that's why. And obviously, Corey Connors is, you know, is, seems to be ball striking his way around the PGA Tour and playing the best golf of his life, too. So what a, it's a great tier of golfers and uh, hard to talk me out of many of those names, really. I like to start by talking you out of one of them, and it's it, Tony Finau is is weird right now. He the last five tournaments he has three missed cuts and two top tens, which is just bonkers. Think about it. he was eighth last week, but you look at his you look at the way he's hitting the ball, and it's not great. Like he barely gained an approach last week. He gained six point three shots around the green, so he was just insane around the green. It's always a good thing, but you know I don't know how how uh, consistent that can be. You know he doesn't do that. He hasn't done that. You look at his like past ten tournaments. He's never done anything close to that around the greens. And he's lost uh, lost shots in the shots gains and approach at the at Wells Fargo. He lost shots off the tee at uh, at Valero. It's been a weird stretch right now. He's not playing like Tony Finau plays. So I'm not going to him at 9600. That's a guy that I often play. Not going there this week. Um, I think Zalatoris actually the the betting line is a little bit off. He's not one of those eight guys under 20 to one, which is seems off to me. I think at 25 to one, he's he's a really solid bet to win this week. I mean, he just he he hit the ball so well last week. He gained 8.2 shots in approach. Uh, just didn't putt very well. If he puts well, he's another guy that probably wins the tournament last week. If he putted really well. Um, and then I'm going back to Corey Connors. We've talked about him. He's kind of the the mascot of the of the program. We like him so much here. He's gained uh, he's gained a ton of shots uh, on approach and tee to green the last three or four weeks. Uh, if he puts it all or hits the ball, you know, is a short game is there at all. He's a guy that needs to be right there. And he feels like he's, you know, it's, it's. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's not, a, it's not a stat thing. It's a little more kind of a gut feel, but he feels like he's about to win a tournament. He's been he's had four top tens since March started. Um, I think I like Corey Connors a lot at 9,400. I'm playing him and Zalatoris over our boy Abe Answer this week. Danger. I picked Corey Connors and one and done already, and that's right, bad so news I'm, for him. I'm, so I'm off, I'm off Corey Connors officially now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just every week he's there. Yeah. He's just. He's there. Um, and yeah, he's not, we, I'm paying up for the privilege this week and DraftKings is 9,400, uh, but I, I'm going to have a lineup with him in it for sure. Maybe two. Uh, we'll see. Let's, let's move on to the eight thousands. But before we do that quick note from our sponsors, the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. 
We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. That was a very quick note for those of you that are on uh, live stream with us. There's no note, but uh, as we like to announce to the world. During that that break, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, we all recharged our batteries. Let's get through the 8,000s now. 8,900, Justin Rose. 88, Billy Horschel. 87, Charlie Hoffman. Ryan Palmer, 86, another Texan. Phil, Phil Mickelson, 85. Kevin Nye, 84. Streelman, 83. Hey, guys, has he ever finished in the top 10 in a major? I never heard that stat this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Matt Wallace, 82. Cameron Tringali, 81. Uh, he and I tied with the same score on Friday for nine holes. Uh, he, he did better no, on the back he, than I did. You, de- you definitely beat that 48. That was that was brutal. No, I had a 48 as well on my front nine there as well. <laughs> but uh, different skill level, different course. Brian Harmon at 8,000 also there. So who do we like? Who do we fade in this one? Scott, we'll start with you this time. So there's a guy. I don't love this range actually. Usually I love the eights. Uh, this week I don't love the eights. But uh, 8700 Charlie Hoffman. If you look yep. at this field, um, in the last 36 rounds, he is fourth in shots green, tee to green, third in ball striking, third in approach, second in DraftKings points. This whole this whole field last 36 rounds, he has just been playing so well right now. He's top 20 uh, four weeks in a row after the top 20 again last week. Kind of uh, kind of got in the hunt a little bit late there. You know, he's one of those guys they were showing like you know to post a number at the scorecard, but ended up finished 17. But I just think he's playing the best this group. I think that he's actually a bet this week, too. He's 40 to 1 right now, dropped from 45 from earlier in the week. Um, I think he's going to be pretty popular, unfortunately, though. I think there's a lot of people. He sticks out pretty good at his 8,000s, a guy who's playing the best. Well, this, this is going to be a quick segment because Hoffman's yeah. as well from the 8,000s. You're I, always I, on the Hoff, though, right? You know, it's, I, I, it's one Hoff. of your guys. 17 of 21 cuts made this season, playing the best golf of his life. And that's really, I don't know that there are any of the other guys, I guess, best Phil, but who else can you say in this tier is playing the best golf of their life right now? It's it's Hoffman. So the only other guy that I flagged, maybe Matt Wallace. Um, he's It's a bit of a big game hunter, uh, but I would I would still go Hoffman off of, off of this tier for sure. Yeah. I think Harmon's kind of sneaky at 8,000. Um, not a big hitter, but he's an accurate hitter. And he's just got a short game that kills for. Uh, and he, he's always, he always makes the cut, it seems like. Uh, I think this is a course he can compete at. I'm a little worried about him. I looked at him. I'm a little worried that he's been really kind of living off the putter lately. He's gained a ton of strokes putting the last three, the last five. But mm-hmm. you can keep that up. You can keep the putting up. He can. He could do well. I just, uh, I'm a little bit worried about the approach numbers. But you're right. He's a guy that this is kind of the course that he tends to uh, play well. And I mean, results are what matters. And he's finished top 24 the last four, four of the last five tournaments, which is really good at this price. Uh, I'm with Jeff too. I like I like Matt Wallace in this range too. No surprise. I mean, I'm a Matt Wallace guy, but. 8,200, uh, we got three top 20s last five tournaments, made the cut last week of the PGA. Uh, didn't hit it great on approach, but uh, did everything else pretty well. Um, it was a, l- a little struggle around the greens, but he's hitting the ball well. He's a guy that I think I think makes the cut and you know a pretty good bet for a top 25 this week. The tempestuous uh, Matt Wallace, uh, if you will, got a little bit of uh, he's a little bit of volcano in him. He's 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 no he's no Eric Van Royen though. No, that was amazing. That was uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wasn't awesome if you're the caddy of the other golfer in that group, but right? Or the guy- Wallace's caddy, I think that almost got drilled by that. Yeah, and then or you're the guy who had to go in and, like replace the tee markers because Van Royen just destroyed it so much. Yeah, uh, so uh, it just that that was wild. That was really wild. Uh, that, that got viral real quick. 
All right. Uh, any any fades in that group? Anybody you're, you're steering away from? I mean, just Phil. I, I'm going to enjoy the story, but I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to go near that for fantasy lineups or or gambling purposes. I think right. uh, I think Justin Rose is a big fade. He gained 11.7 shots uh, putting last week. Wow. He, he finished eighth, but just a number that blows. It just it just jumps off the page. He lost on tee to green. He lost an approach. He lost around the green. Ended up finishing eighth because he just putted his mind out. And he was uh, he missed the cut at Valspar the week before that. It was a horrible putting. So he's just kind of all over the place right now. There's just too many. You look at his like uh, his look at his shots his shots gained page. There's just too much red all over the place. It's kind of just fully inconsistent. There's no way I'm paying 8900 this week. All right. Very good. Uh, I'm not going to list every single $7,000 golfer because there's lots of them. The vast middle is here. Uh, Jeff, who do you like in this group? Because uh, you got to f- find some guys to fit in so you can afford your uh, upper-level golfers. Yeah. Well, I made a sneaky move, I think, in our fantasy league this week, picking up Peter Uline. Saw uh, that. Someone that I, I – uh, paid attention to just the title is connection early in his career. So I always kept an eye on him. Uh, it seems like it just seems to be playing well, uh, cutting into this. He's played colonial a couple times. There's a tra- weird stat of colonial where first time colonial players, it's almost like a gust. Like they don't really, it's not a first time, first timers track. Although it could also be just a product of people who come and play it, play it year after year over and over again. But, uh, you line, let's see a win. Got top five top 25s on two tours uh, in the last two months. So he's kind of b- he's bouncing between Corn Ferry and I, don't, I might be playing in Europe now too. He's done that in the past. Uh, he's just someone that I watch for when he pops up again. I had good luck with him in a fantasy team in the past. And so when he's when he's resurfaces, um, it's just someone I, I, he's I, always like the alt tournament leaderboard guy yeah. it seems yeah. like if they're playing at punta cana he's on that leaderboard you know it but yeah. uh that, that, and like you said the corn fairy tour scott how about you anybody in the seven thousands you like how are we fitting in your lineups here yeah so there's a there's a group of names i mean there's obviously you mentioned there's a ton of names in here um i think siwoo kim at 7700 is playable has not been as good the last two tourneys he missed the cut at pga but he had 320 top 25s before that I think Chris Kirk is kind of in that same mold. He was uh, he miscut the last two weeks, but was really good the weeks before that. So maybe maybe him, but uh, a little bit lower in the seven. Days. I think there's some interesting names. I think Joel Damon is interesting right now. God, he's taking he's, my names. I'm sorry. He took. No, he made, okay. It's good. He's made four straight cuts, and he won at Punta Cana, obviously, the alt event. Hit it really well last week. He had 5.5 shot gains approach at the, at the PGA. Played really well. Just putted terribly. But he's one of the better ball strikers last week. So I always like guys that are hitting the ball really well in a, in a tough event like that and, and just putted badly and kind of – but coming off the next week. He was 18th at Wells Fargo before that, gained 7.1 T degree in that week. So he's just playing really well. The putting's an issue. But, you know, if he could putt even average, I think he's a guy at 7,400 that, that works. Um I like Johnny Vegas at 7,100, made eight of nine cuts. He gained shots in Tita Green five straight weeks. He was ninth place his last tournament, Byron Nelson. Um, he's third in this field. If you look at shots grained off the tee, going to be an interesting, an important stat this week because you want you have to be accurate off the tee. Um, he's third in the field in this whole field in the last 36 at uh, Tita Green. So this is, and there's enough like stats and stuff that works there where, where Vegas 7,100 makes some sense to me too. I also think you got to ride the wave with Harry Higgs. I mean, it's so much fun to watch the PGA. Yeah. But- Oh, he also played his way into the Masters with a top ten finish. So top five, right? Side show, but the guy can play. And so, if you want to have, I mean, fantasy golf is supposed to be fun, right? Seventy two hundred is a pretty good price for a guy coming off the week that he just had. 
kind of fully off the radar in that in that range too. A uh, guy who you know people liked a couple years ago and has been good lately. Russell Knox at seventy three hundred has been uh, made three straight cuts all in the top forty. He was eighteenth at Wells Fargo, even though he lost a ton of shots putting. So if he could putt average another guy, um, he's lot he's got he's got a lot of issues on the green. He's lost strokes in eight and nine, but he's gained stroke on approach in seven straight weeks. He's a guy who's hitting the ball a little better than people think right now, just because he's putting it so poorly. But I think at seventy three hundred, I don't think anybody's gonna be on him, and I think he's a guy that uh, you get a low percentage that that makes the cut this week too. All right, let's uh, keep rolling. We got. I know uh, Jeff's up, but gets a hard out here. So, uh, anybody in the cheapies, six in the six thousands, anybody you like, Jeff? Uh, I circled Benny on. Uh, made the cut at the PGA last week, sixty three hundred, and then uh, oh, maybe Michael Thompson, thirty uh, fourth at the Masters, twelve to sixteen cuts this year. Just give me a reason a guy's going to make a cut, right? Uh, he runs a little hot and cold, but um, it's also his first event in Texas, so a well rested Michael Thompson. Uh, who's been making more cuts than missing them this year. Uh, I circled those two guys in the 6,000. Scott, yeah. you? Two guys down here, uh, super, super cheap. Vincent Whaley, the guy we've been going back to, is 6,200 this week. He's made eight straight cuts, which I think I read is fourth uh, fourth longest on the whole tour right now. Top 36, seven weeks in a row at 6,200. That is really, really cheap. And a guy that I really like this week is Luke List at 6,900. Made four or five cuts, finished six at Wells Fargo. He's gained shots and approach in four straight weeks, off the tee in seven straight weeks. Another guy that if he can just putt decently, actually could be a, could be a guy that could, could get into the top 20 this week. I, I think he's underpriced at 6,900. He should be uh, like mid sevens, I think. Uh, I'll throw one name out here. You might want to exhume Denny McCarthy uh, at sixty three hundred. I think he's got a really nice short game. I, I think that will play here. Uh, you know, he, his performance has been all over the a little bit all over the map, but uh, did have a top five earlier at the Honda. Uh, so there, there is some reason to see some upside there. But uh, it, it's just another name. Uh, might might be the best best putter on the whole whole tour, though. He, indeed, he's uh, an awesome, awesome putter. Incredible putter. All right, before we sign off, I need a winner from you guys and uh, a couple other quick bets. Jeff, you first. I'm down to two for the one and done. It's either going to be Willie Z or it's Scotty Scheffler. And I think I'm just going to go all in on my full uh, conversion, my my stepping into the to teams Zalatorius and say a 25 to one, two. I really, I really Plenty like of room still on the bandwagon. Jump on. <laughs> That's all right. We, we mentioned eight guys that are under 20 to one. Um, I, I think you could pick one of them this week. I think all you could do. I like more Kyle and Spieth, but I'm going to go more Kyle in the better odds, 15 to one. I'm betting Will Z at 25 to one. I'm betting Charlie Hoffman at 40 to one. And deeper down the board, uh, I'm putting a couple of bucks on Matt Wallace at 70 to one. I think he's a, a guy that can compete this week. So uh, a little bit shorter betting card than than past weeks, but uh, some guys I really do like in, that, in, in those spots there. And your one and done pick is? I think it's going to be more a cow. I'm a little bit behind in one and done. I did really well last year. I've struggled this year. I need to get some wins, and uh, I'm going to go for it. i got to win like three in the next uh, ten or something to have a chance. So I'm going to go more a cow this week. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's Game of Golf. Good luck to everybody in the Schwab at the Colonial. Uh, thanks for watching and listening to us. Please send us your comments. Please subscribe, as always, and rate and review us. We really do value your feedback, especially as we're trying to launch this off the ground this year. So please chime in with us. Uh, I'm Jeff Erickson. He's Jeff Ritter. He's Scott Jenstad. Thanks for listening and watching. Take care. Discover speakers for all around your home and beyond at Sonos.com, including Move and the all-new Roam. This latest portable addition to the Sonos system is smart, lightweight, waterproof, and ready for any adventure. So start yours now at Sonos.com.